Welcome aboard the Character Arc Podcast, where each week we analyze and discuss a movie we just watched. Here we provide a personalized synopsis, we'll have an open discussion, uh, note a favorite something, and end with our final thoughts. I'm Ted Hong. And I'm Richard Bertelson. And uh, I'd like to say that, you know, we're, we're gentlemen. Wouldn't you say that? I will say that we're gentlemen who just watched The Gentleman. That's right, there we go. Sweet Mary Jane is my vice. Your poison, on the other hand, is and always has been the destroyer of worlds. You're out of touch, and I would like you to consider an offer. I am not for sale. How did you feel about this movie, Ted? I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite nice. I enjoyed it as well. There are things that I really don't like about it. Okay. But I still had a lot of fun watching it and enjoyed the movie. Yeah, me too. But before we get too far, let's go ahead and share a personalized synopsis, synopsis, synopsis. My synopsis is Colin Farrell runs a group for troubled boys. Period. Okay. Uh, For me... A pride of lions trying to make a handover deal of the best bushes with the Jewish crabs must face off with their sneaky treachery, along with royal dragons, truth hounds, and Russians. <laughs> it is a movie rife with stereotypes, isn't it? <laughs> it's a Guy Ritchie movie. It's very yeah. stylized. Um, all the dialogue is very visceral. It is a very entertaining movie to watch visually, and also the actors all do a fucking great job. Oh, the performance is great. I mean, part of, I think part of the reason why some of the things, which I don't have to enunciate here, that I don't like about it, I think the reason why I forgive it more is because I just like watching the people talk all fancy to each other. Oh, yeah. And sometimes get violent, although far less than a normal Guy Ritchie movie. his previous stuff, yeah. Still there, but it's pretty toned down for Guy Ritchie. Uh Well, I suppose it's in line with, you know, keeping with the gentleman. Like, if you if you take a look at it, yeah, it does get pretty crass. But, but it is it's about, all, it it, is about people honoring business deals without having yeah. to get necessarily violent. Yeah, Right. Um, going the other way. But he still does give in to a bit of that. I mean, there was like the one sequence with the gun under the table. Which didn't really happen. Yeah. Which so is they, one, of, one of my gripes with the film, actually, is that that's, the, that's one of... Two, two times I when think. major things happen that didn't really happen and it's not like you might compare it to like a daydream sequence in a lot of comedies you know most notably scrubs obviously or maybe not most notably but certainly warp came into vogue and it's been done a lot since then but that's not what happens it's not someone daydreams about doing that it's that the person telling the story our narrator just lies yeah. he, he literally just says oh i lied to see if either it was more interesting or keeping you on or if you were paying attention uh-huh. and it's like that's weird. I don't... I was okay with it. Like, it is weird, but I, I was okay with it. It's like... Because you... It makes it a little more fun. Uh, I'd rather just watch what actually happened. Because, <laughs> for one, Matthew McConaughey's more of a badass in the... Well, he's not more of a badass in the real scene. He's a pretty badass in either the fake scene or the real scene in that case. Yeah. But I wish I just got his real character and not a fake version of it for... Mm-hmm. Longer than just a blip. Like, well, I mean, that that was his... I mean, not the where he goes... He's pushing his gun into the guy's face. The more reserved kind of anger right. that he has. I, I, I like know, that. I, I like That's that. the yeah, real that, thing that happened. Yeah, exactly. That's all that had to happen. 
is my point. I think it's like one of those things where it's like you anticipate it being a Guy Ritchie movie, so you're like, oh, there's going to be this. I might have been less critical of that moment if it weren't the second time it happened, because when it happens with Henry Golding's character, which is the first time it happens, he says that Dry Eye is this fucking maniac, and it just it's very brief. It's just oh, a very yeah, quick show yeah. you playing under the air. Right. And that's when Hugh Grant just goes, just making sure you're paying attention, right. and then tells the real thing. But that's a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. And so that joke landed for me. And then when it happened with Matthew McConaughey, I didn't think it was a joke because it keeps going. And then when they pull it back, I was like, well, that was weird. Why yeah. did you do that? It's funny that you like that one. I didn't like that one. I was just like, <laughs> it was just too short to even really be anything. I was like, eh. See, I think it's strength in its shortness because it's not real. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> well, I mean, that sequence where he, I have to say, it was probably, you know, a minute or less. Yeah, it's not. It's so. not crazy long. No, for sure. Anyway... I mean, the movie is shot really great and has really great pacing. I, I don't want to get too much. I, I would rather maybe reserve more of my negative feelings because overall I did very much enjoy the movie until after we talk a little bit more about what we liked. Um, I would just first like to step on some characters, some actors. My question for Why you, you I guess, do that? not step on them. Why do you got to step on them? Point them out more. Okay. Which is, is Guy Ritchie really fucking good at getting performances out of people? Because, hey, these are all good actors, but they're all doing something very interesting in a way that, in a lot of cases, we haven't seen much from them before. Uh-huh. Okay, so you got Hugh Grant. What a fantastic yeah. performance by <laughs> Hugh Grant. It is... Yeah. It's, it's not... He's not his normal type here. It's fantastic. Does yeah. a great job. Charlie Hunnan, who's... I know he was in... I know he's on the TV show Sons of Anarchy. I've never saw that show. So I've seen him in, like, Pacific Rim in, like, King Arthur. Oh, like yeah. Said and stuff. He's Rim. in a lot of movies that... Well, Pacific Rim's really good. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't stand out as like a character actor in any of these movies. He's right. just a he's, he, he fits he's within a, an archetype. He's a handsome dude. Yeah, is what he is. But I like just the little subtleties of his performance here. He's clearly he's, he's muscle, got a bit of most, yeah. But he's got this like the sense of decorum about him, mm-hmm. and perhaps a particular. I don't. I don't. I don't like to call it OCD necessarily. But he's very yeah, particular. Yeah, and he's very, very particular. Yeah. yeah. I was. I, I felt bad when I said OCD. I was like, no. And not what I meant. You know, Matthew McConaughey does a lot of different stuff, so I won't say it's out of character for him. But, but so, he's very good say, in this, though. It's. I really appreciated his character in this. Like just the sort of the repressed sort of anger. Yeah, yeah. That he has. It's all very calculating. I don't know. That to me is much more entertaining. Um, I mean, like the other characters that he's played is also very just great like he acts the shit out of those roles he does but no this one i I just felt like it was a nice little nuance to it that i well i can't recall seeing it in his other performances so i just thought it was nice underneath he's clearly more angry than he shows at any point but you can feel it you can Uh tell now henry golding i don't know well enough i'm familiar with him from very recent things that have happened um which is really just uh no, actually, I didn't see that. <laughs> Was Talk he in Crazy Rich Agents? Right? Yeah. yeah, I saw that. And I didn't see that one. So I mean, I don't really know him that well, but he did very well in this movie. I enjoyed his performance. Yeah, his performance was good. I'm not particular about him. I, like, I don't really... But I will point out a part of his performance, which is when Matthew McConaughey comes into the scene at the end when he's assaulting his wife... And he looks terrified for a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, His lip quivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then he clearly tries to, like, fix it a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to be a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Yeah, that was great. It's a nice touch. <laughs> so actually, I want to jump on that because there's something, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's because of what he's done before. I just don't feel like, because sometimes when you watch a movie and like things will go awry, you always feel like there's a sense of plot armor for even for side characters. Mm-hmm. But for this, like, I mean, shit can go sideways, right? Everything can go tits up and they're still safe. But in Guy Ritchie's, I get this, I don't feel as comfortable. Like with his wife, like it could right. have been like, because it just seems like it always never goes like a very clear path. It just kind of, I mean, just take a look at this movie, right? Because the movie does it. It's yeah. all very like anachronistically shot. It's just like, oh, from this perspective. And the uh, unreliable narrator kind of thing. So it may seem like, oh, something could have gone this way. And so I never felt like a character was particularly safe, except for the one part where uh, um, Coach, Colin Firth's character, was just sitting outside in his car and he sees that. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's Another sort he's of off-type. I mean, he's kind of a badass in the end, but really he's kind of a schlubby old guy. Yeah. It's another off-type sort of playing <laughs> for Colin Farrell, but... I think a couple of reasons oh, why I say that, first. I meant yeah, Farrell. Um, oh, I think one of the I think some of the reasons why that works because ultimately they kind of all do have plot armor. But I agree yeah. that it doesn't in feel that way. Yeah, in retrospect, when you think about, it, I was like, yeah, they're always they're fine. But then I'm just remembering when watching, it, I was like, oh no, I was worried about the wife. Yeah, no, I did too. Um, I think it helps that you mean you already kind of mentioned it, but just to I think it helps that you don't know you know you don't know all the information at all times. So you know that even though you've seen someone in a different scene, something may have happened to them because the movie doesn't present a direct, straightforward narrative. Yeah. So that makes it kind of a little muddy where you're kind of like any... You're all, you're kind of always wondering, what don't I know? Because the yes. movie's very much constructed that way. I was going to say, that's actually one of the points that I wanted to address is like, I, I like that when we go from scene to scene, there's always a question, if not at least one question, right? Because like, let's even start from the beginning. He gets shot. You're like, well, who shoots him? Mm-hmm. Is that actually his blood? Because obviously it's an off-screen death. Right. And all we see is blood spatter. So that like it just raises these questions. So every time we see a new scene, and even though more information is being uh, pulled in, we still don't know. And I, I think that's what makes this more interesting. It was, like a, it was a good ride yeah, um, absolutely. watching this movie. It also helps, I think, that everyone's a bad guy. None of these characters are, particularly, are good people. Yeah, you're on. You're kind of on Matthew McConaughey's side because you see that he's. It it makes him quote unquote likable in the sense that he's getting out of the business. And he's going to kind of retire peacefully, but he's a bad person. He's yeah. a bad person. Um, but it's okay. It's a guy Ritchie film. The gangsters are all cool. You're right. supposed to be on the ride, and that's fine. I was totally on the ride. Do you? I. Th- Although is Matthew McConaughey the main character or is? Who's the protagonist? He's he's. Who'd... Is it Charlie Hunnan? Because he's the one to be described to. Is it Hugh Grant? Because he wants something. He's the one who wants something. Huh? Yeah. Because technically, he does push the movie because he's the one who's pushing things into effect. He, he has the, the most Russian... headwinds against yeah. him. Uh huh. Um, he's overcoming. And the other characters all seem to be very capable. So it's not like the only time that there like there was like a brush of death was you know at the end with Raymond and the two. I guess that's kind of your answer. But it is, it's an ensemble story that just he just happens to be at the center of because everybody's conflicts are related to his business, even if not directly him. Everyone, that's a great thing, though. Every character has a motivation and a need, and they're always propelling it forward. They're always moving towards, I need this from you, and that's where all of our conflict comes from. And there's not a single character who's just like, oh, well, they're just there to 
to fill time just to or look to, nice or yeah. to move things along you know they they are a person who wants something right. which it makes wonderfully it a lot more compelling yes yeah, yeah. I, I want to say because like even though yeah the the movie is named the gentleman um but clearly as you had just stated that they're clearly not like they're not good good right right and so their language which i know a lot of people are put off by would be put off by but it's it's you mean british people no i think more americans in this case. i meant i was <laughs> making a joke oh that we would be put off by british people speaking oh yeah anyway <laughs> you're referring to their use of harsh language yeah and <laughs> and how it could be very uh like ignorant and and some yeah some it yeah. it brushes and does dances with racism and homophobia and yeah. a couple of things like that <laughs> like i mean i wasn't offended when they were making chinese jokes uh but i think but like i didn't think that these guys were like stand-up people right that i think i mean everybody has the right to be offended by whatever they want to be offended by but i think the movie the movie is not espousing these things the movie As very like much acknowledges these are right. shitty people yeah and they're crass people, and mm-hmm. they, they work in the criminal world. They are not... They have a sense of honor to them as far as their deals they make, but they're not about... Their character the, is not... They're not decorum yeah. through and through, yeah. Right. But yeah, you wanted, to, you wanted to say something? I was just going to hit some of the things that I think, despite how fun I believe the movie is, I wish it weren't this way. <laughs> oh, yeah? Why not? The... F- frame story is too heavy in the first half i was happy i will agree with you happy that that it faded more as time went on yeah but early on it cuts to hugh grant telling us the story instead of showing us the story over and over again and using very elaborate metaphors about it being a movie which i'm watching a movie i don't need to tell i don't need you to tell me what a movie about the movie i'm watching is going to look like it's a whole a lot of layers that is just frustrating me and i wish i could just follow the characters in the story that they're in okay um, but it fit into Hugh Grant's character. Ultimately, it would be necessary name. for the final t- set of twists for the Hugh Grant story to be happening. But I just, I'm not saying eliminate it, but touch on it at the beginning, somewhere in the middle, and at the end. Don't keep that first half of this movie is loaded with him just talking to, mm-hmm. to Charlie Hunt and It to was Ray. very expedite, oh, sorry, it, expositionally heavy. It is literally someone telling you the plot well, very short scenes play out. And then later, again, it shifts more to what you would want mm-hmm. or what I would want, I guess. it's a st- like, Again, the movie, I never found the movie boring ever, but I, I wished it weren't that way because it was frustrating me a little bit. I think, well, let's say that we had to keep those elements in. I think this is the only way to keep it entertaining. Because imagine if we, any other way where he's explaining something or even like well, he just having sh- it at the end, right? Toward the end after we had watched everything. I don't know. It just kind of diminishes the the sort of... Well, I'll get there because I think the end already diminishes itself a little bit. (laughs) Okay. But I think think you could also tell the story, even if you wanted to tell it slightly out of order or in slightly misleading ways, you could tell the story without the frame story. The audience is smart enough that if you put a bunch of scenes together and let them play out, we would put it together. The only thing is that the, the Hugh Grant story then doesn't fit in. Because he's not present he's not in present. any of the scenes mm-hmm. other than hiding. But also to just reveal that he was hiding somewhere in every single scene is in itself a little weird. But it was great to the can scene I, where Ray yes. is also <laughs> hiding. <laughs> I was just going to say, can we pause for a second? Because that was the funniest. <laughs> where, where Hugh Grant is in one bush in this montage of him taking pictures of everything that's happening in the movie. And then... Uh. 
Charlie Hunnan's character says, but I was also watching you, and then it just cuts to him but in I was a different doing it. bush watching him. But I was doing it better. <laughs> it just cuts to him after he steps out. Which I guess is a joke acknowledging what I'm going to say, which is then there's another twist, which is, oh, the Russians were actually the ones behind it all, even though the Russians have almost nothing to do with the story whatsoever. And it's like, okay. But it's like one of uh, Guy Ritchie's set pieces. I think it would have been way more satisfying narratively. That scene where Matthew McConaughey sticks the guy from that HBO show into the freezer and says, you need to cut off a pound of your own flesh and also wire me $270 million or you die in the freezer in an hour is really powerful and like really exciting. I would have been totally fine. That didn't have to be the last, last scene. You could have another scene with Hugh Grant and, Uh you know, uh Charlie Hunnam. That's fine. But that should have been pretty much like I didn't need any more twists, particularly yeah. one that had nothing to do with. I was going to say else. for something that, technically speaking, it fulfills its role. Like, is it wasn't like dropped in out of nowhere. It was peppered in. However, the payoff was not. Oh very, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, okay. We it's did, it's, we were... it's not really peppered, and it's presented with the kid that one time, and then okay, it solves the mystery of who fired a gun in the bar. Yeah, but that you. I didn't even I didn't even question that. I was like, it's obviously it's dead obviously, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but I know the way they were trying to angle that was that I was like, oh, who's the killer in this, right? And who would send that? But I mean, you just kind of you can piece it together. That's it. Those things I think make the movie weaker. Again, I was never bored in this movie. I enjoyed it a lot. I just feel like it's bumpy, particularly yeah. in the beginning and the end. I f- it could have ended a little bit sooner than it did. Not because of length, not because I was bored, just because the twist made me feel like, oh, okay, well, you're stretching here just to be just to be twisty. Yeah. You're twisting for the sake of a twist, not because it applies anything to the story. You're twisting just to be twisty. And at the beginning, I wish it were a little more eloquently done, I guess. Yeah, I mean, how would you change this? If we were not to do it where Fletcher is explaining everything. but I would have no frame story whatsoever. And I know that it would be difficult then to get his part of the story into it. But you could because you could just have scenes where he literally tries to convince Ray to make a deal with him. Mm-hmm. Because he knows things. And Ray... Is, it's essentially the same scenes, except Hugh Grant oh, isn't telling the story. Yeah. Just through so, the course of the actual story, while Ray's doing his job, so, Hugh Grant is like, hey, I, you know, we need to make a deal because I know things. Like, almost as if the scenes itself were like, so it's like the negotiation, let's just say it's like a chessboard, right? That's the negotiation. Everyone has their pieces. And every time a piece moves, they're going to say, oh, this happened. So let's say Fletcher says this happens. But then Raymond could say, oh, that's not how this happened. Right. Again, it still keeps that whole uh, unreliable narrator kind mm-hmm. of feel, but it also unfolds the story a little bit better as opposed to him explaining it and his view of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it could even be like, say, we're on the side of uh, of Raymond. So that I don't know if that would make him the protagonist. That would be an interesting take because now he is trying to stay out of this negoci- negotiation. Right. Uh, all the while not trying to reveal anything. So. Uh, Fletcher would be the opposition. They'll say something and it could kind of dispute the other one or kind of throw them off. And it's like, well, how would you know this? And so they're each trying to find how the other person knows. It adds this little extra back and forth, which does exist in the movie now. It just exists in a more... Linear? Yeah. 
before I brought up my thing, was there anything you felt like you while you were watching that you might change or that you might? I, I think that after we talked about that, that no, it. I mean, for me, uh, I'm just kind of appreciating all of the elements that kind of intertwine and each character having their own motive. Um, but it fits so nicely in. It does. The movie never doesn't make sense. It's a weird construction, but it never does. It never it, does. It always makes sense. And yeah. to me, I, I kind of appreciate that because that's something I always, I mean, I know. When you try writing stuff, you want to be able to to uh, layer everything appropriately mm-hmm. without it being too dull or too um, too showy or, I don't know, it's just like, why would you do this? That kind of thing. And it does it so well. So I was just kind of appreciating that a lot. So I think that kind of pulled me away from any sort of, I mean, the the beginning was definitely, I remember feeling like, okay, come on, can we just get with the movie? Because yeah. it seemed like... I, I don't know how, I don't know the actual time, but it felt like the first 20 minutes are, okay, these are, like, someone, it felt like some a character in the movie was literally telling you, these are the characters, this is where they came from, this is what they do. Um, it's like someone is, like, setting it up, and then and then 20 minutes, and they were like, now we can play. It <laughs> What it felt like, and this would be a little bit of an insult, um, it's the... The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? I did. Okay. I mean, this is definitely better than that movie. Yeah. But, oh, no, but um, I know what you're yeah, saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but the case is like, because there were so many characters that they had to introduce. So they yeah. each got their own little character right. introduction video and stats or whatever the hell that you wasn't really necessary. You run the risk of having a 20 minute montage and or trailer at the beginning yeah. of your movie, which. But like, even in this case, it, it still does it nicely. Like it, it didn't feel so heavy, but it was noticeable. It was just like, but even like we talked about we Parasite last time and how we can get all that characterization as we move forward in the plot, which Parasite did very well. Yeah. It didn't montage every family member. Instead, once they started their scam, as every day of the scam went on, we learned more about who they about were. About the new character and each already introduced. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite anything? I do. I have a favorite sequence. It's actually one of my favorite sequences of this entire year. Okay. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> um, no, actually, that's a that's even really tough to say because this year we saw we've we've 1917, yeah. which is one sequence. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I really liked uh, I really liked when Ray goes to get the daughter of the rich dude in the apartment building. Yeah, because you get hints of who were multiple reasons. For one, you got hints of who Ray's character is before that that he's very particular and. This is the first time that he's actually doing anything. Because before this, the only time he's ever around he's is just he's either yeah. just standing behind Matthew McConaughey or he's listening to Hugh Grant. He does, he's not active. But this is the first time he's doing his job. Which So we see his particularness get played out. We see why he's so valuable to Matthew McConaughey because he's very good at what he does. It's also a slow burn scene of building tension because he has that... It's a Tarantino-style scene where... He kind of takes command of the room. He's very calm. He talks about stuff that maybe seems like it doesn't make any sense or is not important, but he has a very particular point, and it's mostly to show his dominance over the situation and the people in the room. Assert dominance. Um, and it is all very effectively done. He gives a performance that is chilling and very cool at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's also a very funny scene, um, even with the other guys he brings with him on the job and all the fucking stoner yeah man he can roll that was that was a sorry that was a good roll um (laughs) so i just that whole thing from start to finish is like of just a beautiful beautiful piece of filmmaking right there i agree with you for me i just personally i really liked the end sequence where matthew mcconaughey 
the whole part where he's trying to still pull one over on him, but he, uh, but Mickey's character, he's just listening, and it's just so, so quietly, yeah, menacing, and like he lets him dig himself into a hole. It's like, go ahead, outline everything that, <laughs> right, that uh, all the losses that I've had. Yeah, it's because you caused it, and now that that figure you just quoted me is what you're going to pay me. Ooh, it was just yeah. Was you just you just a, you just feel it in that character because everyone's had that moment where someone's maybe like lying to you. Hopefully not to that degree, right. uh, but you're like, but you know, and so you're like, you, you just call me waiting. Like you, you're really just going to keep going with this because yeah. <laughs> once you stop talking, I'll reveal the truth I'll, to yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the where he's very um, collected in regards to his business. Right, because you know the whole business aspect, mm-hmm. but then of course making it personal and his right. rage that he just yeah. like that just that second where he let loose. Oh, it was good. It's it was very, very cathartic for me. Yeah. It was very nice. It's like all the wrongs have been righted. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's that feeling of comeuppance, I suppose. Yeah. So it was good. This poor billion-dollar drug dealer finally got justice. <laughs> For himself. Well, okay, I guess it's been in terms of. Favorite, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I mean, it is. The, the movie crafts itself and the performances are crafted such. You are very much on his side at that moment and you feel it like when a hero succeeds. You really do. Yeah. Um, which is not easy to do for someone who should be pretty unlikable. Right. The thing is, he, I mean, he admits to the whole, like, when he first started, it was rough. But then he carries himself. Uh, it's funny. I just watched the Batman video talking about the Arkham games and saying how, like, uh, with Arkham Origins, with how Batman operates, I know it's gonna it's a quick deviation uh, or detour, but the idea of like Bat- Arkham Origins, he goes he's a little more angry. Um, I don't know if you've ever played the game, anyone. But then in like later games, he seems more controlled and more. Uh, he's just easier to ev- everything he does is with ease. He's very calm. Like it doesn't sound like he ever rages. And the reason why is because earlier on he's operating on this sort of fable, I suppose that everyone this fear that everyone is going on whereas later on they're going off of his reputation right which is i'm going to apply that to mickey's character when he first started he had to do the whole violent thing to actually like fulfill this character but then later on he's just going on his reputation but even then how he operates is very very calm cool and collected and he gets more upset that he has to go back to being more violent yeah that that's something that's upsetting him throughout the story right. making it worse for him is he's like and I'm he, past this now. Yeah, he doesn't I shouldn't have to, to do this. Yeah. yeah. So that would that that lends weight to why we would all support him. Favorite character? That's tough because they're all such great characters. I probably will still go with Ray, although Coach is a pretty close second for, for me. me yeah, for me, it's <laughs> uh, it's reversed. I think it's Coach, and yeah. then it's Ray. Um, Ray is great, but Coach just seems. Such a good guy. Like I would love to know Coach. I want a coach. I like, I like. He's he has that too. Where like you don't really know what his past is, but and he's like, hey, I'm trying to, you know, just like this. Like, like he comes off as like this small town guy who runs a gym. He's like, I'm just trying to do right by these kids. He's like, oh, but you ask him to do some real gangster shit, and he does it real well. He does it, yeah. <laughs> like it's not his first time. <laughs> But the fact is, like, he's avoiding that, and he's trying to, like, you know, be a good role I model. Assume, I love that. That's great. I guess you just through the implications, you just take that he was also... He lived the life he's trying to reform these kids from. Like, yeah. And so mm-hmm. that's why he's so good at it. But he's also trying to pull them away, so he's skilled at that, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just, I just love it. 
I want to coach. Well, alrighty. Super good. Weird. Yeah. I feel like it's weird this movie got dumped in, in January. It's a pretty oh, good yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. Know why. Yeah, during the... Yeah, these are more of like the experimental or the newer kind of movies. Yeah, before. but it's, it's Guy Ritchie, and it's a Guy Ritchie movie. I don't know. Maybe a lot of his movies are probably more successful in the aftermarket, cult classics, if you will. Uh-huh. And maybe they don't make that much at the box office. Yeah. It could be the case. But I think people should go watch it, especially like this kind of movie. And I'll be totally honest... I like these kinds of movies in high school, and then a lot of them, if I go back and watch them, I like them a lot less. So when I found out this was a Guy Ritchie movie, I thought I might not enjoy it as much, but actually, current me enjoyed this movie a lot still anyway. Yeah, it was, yeah, the ride was fun. As we said, the exposition in the beginning was a little heavy, but it was very stylized enough, and it kept you on your toes. Like, I know you don't like that, but that's what Fletcher was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it made it fun. It was just a fun movie to watch. That wraps it up for us today. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Facebook at CharacterArc or on Instagram at CharacterArc. You can uh, like, subscribe, share with your friends. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, really wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you can leave a review, such as on Apple Podcasts, please do. It helps people find us. Yeah, rate it the highest that can be. If you don't like our stuff... Well, you know, we don't need to tell you what to do with yourself. Listen to something else. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of fucking podcasts out there. Yep. Anyway, join us again. I'm Richard (laughs) Bertelson. And I'm (laughs) Ted. Everyone have a good one.